Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, hello everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Glee, Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. That was some weak ass claps on it's my fine. part today. We'll fix it in post. Hell yeah. Uh, my name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And friends, we are here today to discuss the penultimate episode of season four. Bananas. Wowie. It's flown by, it seems like. And also... It truly has. Dragged yeah. on. Um, that, you know, uh, the weirdest instance of two things can be true at once. Truly. Um, yes, folks, you heard it here first. Today we are here to discuss season four, episode 21, ri- titled Wonderful. Originally aired May 2nd, 2013. Not gonna lie, and with that note before, Karina, like... Remember when it was like, hey, don't know how scheduling is going to work out for this one. Let's just see what happens. And here we are already like almost done with another season. I know. I'm very proud of us, frankly. Um, Me too. <laughs> and then two to go. Yeah, for real. Um, can I just say, for the penultimate mm-hmm. episode of a season, it's, you could just call this episode Filler McFillerson. For real, for real. Does anything happen? That's... No. Not really. And at that, not even the worst episode we've seen no. by a long shot. No, it's not bad. Like, because there's been some bad episodes no. this season. It's just like, oh, oh, we didn't like. As a previous viewer, I don't remember this episode of all at all. Like a couple of the plot points I could have recalled from my head. Like, I obviously the Rachel um, callback, the Artie having like a fear about getting into college and moving things. Those things stuck with me a little bit but i didn't remember they were from this episode and they were barely like the plot of this episode so i'm like oh there's just stuff happens it's fine 100 percent. plus i would buy if you remembered like a random number or two i didn't there were some solid numbers here there were and i could tell you right now none of them stick none of these are ones that i like can look back on and pull out of like remember wiggly did this no Mm, okay that might be just like i don't know i guess i don't dislike stevie wonder but it's not a artist that's in my top repertoire or what have you yeah it's not in your rotation per se no um but yes folks this is wonderful an episode dedicated to the music of stevie wonder um which of course has nothing to do with the fact that regionals are next week and they are presumably not prepared it has nothing to do and also everything to do. Yeah, they do talk about regionals a lot and then sing a bunch of unrelated songs. It's like they try to marry the previous episodes of like the Madonna things with discovering yourself, yep, expressing yep. yourself, those early series episodes that were homages with like a competition prep episode. Right. Also like like you were saying last week, like with the recalibration of like Corey Monteith not being there yeah. and it being at the end of the season, uh, and there's probably a lot of puzzle pieces, right? Things being moving at once. I forget where I was going with that, but <laughs> let's uh, let's dive in. Uh, we yeah. open on Rachel calling Mister Shu to be like, "I wanted you 
to be the first to know that I am I am getting a callback for Fanny. This is fun because they have not talked since last year. Yeah. Hey. No, no, they, presumably <laughs> they talked at his fake wedding, right? Presumably, but name an interaction between them. They've not talked on screen in a year. You're right. Like, should they had to have talked at least a little bit for right. her to have been invited like, to his wedding. That didn't happen. And, like, and they were in the this, same room, you, but... You have to imagine that they are keeping up in minimal ways on Facebook Messenger. Right. To bring that back. Like, they are friends on Facebook now because, of course, Will Schuster has no boundaries. Obvs. And that is really the main way that they keep in touch is every so often one of them hits the other up and is like, hey, hey doing well. This. Um, this is definitely something where you can tell it was supposed to be Cory Monteith and she would have called Finn and been oh, like... absolutely. But it's like, well, we don't have that, so I guess we'll call... I guess we're thanking all of our teachers this episode. Yeah. This one's for the teachers. Hey, teachers, this is for you. Um, <laughs> but it, he's like, wow, wow, amazing news. We're so happy for you. And she's like, yeah, it's because I sang Don't Stop Believing, so it's all because of you. When I'm accepting my Tony and forget to uh, thank you, uh, thank you now. That's called foreshadowing, Ian. I hate this. <laughs> but the it's all just so Mr. Shu gets off the phone. He's like, wow wonderful yeah you are a success story this is uh this is a big deal and if not funny girl something else how many people can say you're doing or they're doing what you're doing i mean statistically at least some because there's a a good amount of people who work on broadway um yeah yeah a non-zero amount as you would say but i guess in terms of people in the glee cast just her uh so also, side note, I did, in fact, in my notes, abbreviate the song to DSB because that's where we are now. Yeah, you, and you know what it means. I do. We're not even done with Don't Stop Believing. I know that, and I'm... Anyway, the Glee Club would have a day just to celebrate Rachel's second callback for Funny Girl. She didn't even book the thing no. yet, and they're like, wow, a second callback. It's her callback. and two other girls. Like, And we will get to the two other girls because what fascinating but also correct choices in a way. Yes. Um, I don't buy that all those new kids would be that excited for Rachel. Like, I buy that, like, Sam and Artie and Blaine being like, oh, yeah. But, like, Marley and Jake and Ryder being like, okay, I'm cool, I guess. Same as when Finn came back and they're like, wow, this guy is special. Right. And you're like, how would you know? You've been here for all of four minutes. Right. Um, He is a tall man. Because uh, in order to explain some things away... um, (laughs) It is just like, yes. here's rapid fire things where we didn't leave time to, we want to deal with next episode, but we did not leave time for in the plot. Brittany got early right. acceptance to MIT, so she's out touring the campus. Right. Early acceptance typically doesn't mean middle of the year, but that you need what? to go see it. But what? At what point of the year is regionals? Thanks. No, sectionals was Thanksgiving-ish. Right. So I have because you know nationals is around graduation in June, so this is probably like March, April. I'm guessing. Yeah, I would assume so. Okay. Again, we know we talked about it plenty. That time is uh, not a thing. It's probably. I mean, in theory. Oh, but it's all fucked up now. So because normally Glee is on track with the school year, but so it would be May in in Glee times. But that's not true. They. Because we're about to end and they're only at regionals. So I guess typically it's it's supposed to be like 
winter. <laughs> but that's okay. not. Okay. I guess March. We'll say March. Okay. Yeah. Win- March, is in- March is in winter for a lot of it. Yeah. Especially in Ohio, I would assume. Um, so exactly. Brittany's early entrance into uh, MIT, something else, I think he says. But the big yeah. one is like, also, BT dubs. I repropose to Emma and we're getting married again. That happens. And she reaccepted. That happens off screen. Right. After the whole rigmarole of getting her proposed to the first time and then her leaving him at the altar, their relationship is reduced to I asked again and she said yes, but you don't get to see it. Isn't that keen? Wowie. Ugh. Oh, and um Tina applied to veterinary school yeah. as a as a backup. As a backup, I'm not going to lie, though, there was a minute there, it was probably my sophomore year of high school, where I was like, yeah, maybe I'll, like, double major for, like, vet stuff. Double major acting in veterinary acting sciences. Acting in veterinary science. Uh, he truly does it all, Slay. <laughs> Thank you. We love a um, He's a triple threat? No, quadruple threat. Singer, actor, <laughs> dancer, can't operate on a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, anyway, that's wonderful news. Yeah, sure. Okay. Because this is Stevie Wonder Week. Thank you, writer. Yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, because he is a dude that, uh... Overcame challenges. Yeah, and has always been optimistic and, um, hooray. Hooray! I mean, my only note on this was, boo, stop with incorporating the song titles into this shit. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. A lot of needle like, drops happening. Right. We then cut to the hallway mm-hmm. with Artie and Kitty. Um, don't love the, the, the nickname Crippy Longstocking, and neither does Artie. Yeah, this is a, such a weird thing to just pop into an episode. Kitty's like, right. I've decided I'm still mean, but I am taking an interest in your well-being, Artie. Oddly enough, the most complex character of the show this season. Truly. For that reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so can t- I can tell you're depressed, um, and uh, I relate because uh, you're, or, or no, like, or like, or yeah, you're depressed because you can't get with me. And Artie's like, no, I'm depressed because I can't go to film school in Brooklyn. And, and Kitty's like, haha, so you are depressed. I knew it. He was like, rats. You got me. He's like, yeah, I got into film school in Brooklyn, but my mom says I can't go. Or like, okay. my mom's too afraid to let me go. Right. And Kitty, like, Make some eyes at that, and then it's yeah, it's weird that she's like choosing this to do, but it's weird. But admittedly, like the start to something that I found kind yeah. of sweet again, like, and we'll get through it, but like Kitty is the one character in this season that is growing that is, and like, en- changing and enjoyable to watch, frankly. Yes, what the and fuck? there have been like a lot of background moments where Artie and Kitty have been like sort of hanging out, but this is the first right. time they've ever like truly spoken and so it's wild to have it just be like implied friendship sort of but also like i said she's being kind of a bitch to him while trying to maybe that's just how kitty makes friends in which someone should really tell her like hey try a new method (laughs) right change your tactic up a little bit so Artie doesn't want her telling anybody and we cut to kurt's inner monologue yes we're getting bert's cancer results back in a couple days which is a plot I unfortunately forgot all about because that was... That happened back at Christmas, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't mentioned again. No. Uh, so he's developed these compulsions a la, like... I 
don't love a spontaneous bout of OCD plot that disintegrates 15 minutes into the episode. That's incredibly valid. Like, I I think, I don't know, it feels like something that could have worked well if they had given it more time. It's, it's I the think glee, that's going to be a theme this it's episode. It's the glee mantra, like, Kurt, yeah. Kurt finding out that his father has cancer, and then from that Christmas episode, we see a ramp up to him kind of, like, developing these sort of compulsions based around, like, his anxiety, and then he gets help for it. Um, that could have been interesting. I mean, Karina, I might get a lot of shit for this, but uh, maybe we just didn't need Adam's apple. Oh, well. And I might get even more shit for this, but maybe we just didn't need Mr. Abs. There was too many men in this season is what you were saying. It's yes. just like Tina says, Glee hates girls. That was that was hilariously meta for a minute. Yeah. That was great. So yeah, so but instead it's like Kurt is suddenly very like stereotypically OCD, like has to touch, touch, my touch face. your face at a certain time. But also it's just like superstition, like only packing the blue socks right. is an OCD. That's just like And if it had just stopped there at like the superstitions yeah. and hey, I'm a little superstitious now, fine. We wouldn't have thought twice about that. But instead it's like Kurt suddenly has ticks and compulsions. But again, they will right. go away in about ten minutes. So don't worry about <laughs> right, it. Right, so don't hard. worry. <laughs> um yeah, a, a very a not even full half hour plot that covers ocd is a little bit wild that for them to that's, just toss in here yeah that's pretty bonkers and you don't even have emma on screen at all right during this oh my god <laughs> he goes back to mckinley he could have talked to her right or like blaine who clearly notices that something up comes to emma and being like hey it looks like kurt is developing some like this kind of compulsion do you have anything to say about that ma'am ma'am you remember your plot for the first two seasons <laughs> Maybe, but no, she has to get reengaged off screen, and we just have to deal with we it. We couldn't have told Chu about it though, because then he would have just sang "Fix You" to Kurt, and we don't need a reprise of that. <laughs> oh, OCD! Don't worry, I got. This. I got the perfect song. I know, and it's all not about... running up that hill by Kate Bush. <laughs> Imagine if it had been this time, though. He's Miss Will's. Like I heard the notes. I heard the notes, and if I only could, I would absolutely get God to swap places. With you, yes, Kurt. To fix you and your OCD. <laughs> Mashup oh, of Coldplay's Fix You and Kate Bush running up that hill. Right, they that would hill. never. They would never. They're too they cowards. were they're too cowardice. Cowards. Um, um. <laughs> But yes. Uh so that's a bullshit plot um that Glee didn't care about. So we don't have right, to Right, That we've given more credence to than its own I'm show. just annoyed that Glee is like mental health you could have a little mental health crisis as a treat. <laughs> as a treat but we dive back into mckinley yes. not right into the song just yet but we dive back into mckinley uh kurt is there um he gets to see blaine not to hook up but to be friends yep. that are just very flirty and stuff and we also get mike chang and mercedes back okay again here's the thing though mm -hmm. up front yeah throughout this episode i realized i love seeing the two of them together mike chang and mercedes is a fun duo yeah they didn't get a lot it's to a fun do. duo they didn't get a lot to do when they were in school, and they even barely got a lot to do when they were back directing Grease or right. whatever. So we were robbed of a fun Mike-Sadie's friendship 
plot. I wonder what it is about Amber Riley and Harry Shum Jr. that they were like, yeah, we'll come back a couple times. Could you imagine if it was just because, oh, Harry's coming back? Okay, yeah, we'll have fun. And really, the only one who's not coming back is, it's mostly more just the very notable that... Diane Agron's not back? Yeah. Everyone else has has, uh, popped in a couple times. Right. And she was there once, but... She was there like once, maybe twice, right? And we forget, but yeah. Yeah. So very notable. But yes, they're here to help with regionals and also for other reasons. I guess Mike is working for Mercedes because she's also here to shoot a music video, something like right. that. But uh, instead, we go right to the choir room. And we, again, we cooter slam into Sign Sealed Delivered. That's the only way she knows how. Exactly. And Kitty be wild. It's great. Katie B. Wild. Oh, man. If her middle name was something that started with a B and that was her actual Beatrice, name. Beatrice, yeah. Kitty B. Wild <laughs> would be amazing of a, a great chef's kiss character name. Um, Yes. Yeah, so what she she's signed, sealed, delivered, right? Yes. It's great. Yeah, it's good. I like Ryder and Jake as background dancers. Yeah. How That's come we haven't seen fun. that before? I know. Especially because, like, as they talk about in this episode, Jake's supposed to be, like, the dancer. Right. Well, we we get a lot of like the girls end up backing people up a lot. It's we don't see it as much as like the boys backing up a female performance. So I like that vibe. Yeah. A lot of gymnastics. Yeah. I'm not saying you, it's impossible to do that live, but you know it's hard. It's hard. Um. Uh. Becca Tobin has a lovely enough voice. Yeah. I think she did a great job with yeah. this. Like she has great charisma. Yes. Um. Great bandography. The band was yeah. in like, and great Blaine on the piano. I was in the about back. to say the same thing. Like, like we don't get enough of that unless it's him crying through the lyric skin tight jeans, which right. we don't want. He's like, here I am playing a fun little number. I'm not singing it because oftentimes he's accompanying himself. Right. But today he's just like, I'm a I'm your, Brad's out sick. I'm your cheeky little accompanist. <laughs> Brad is touring MIT with Britney, so I'll be playing piano. Right. I can play piano too. I'm multi talented. Hello. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, it becomes like a point where uh, she's doing it like for Artie. Yes. Like crotch shot and all. Yeah. And, like, Mercedes is clocking this, but she doesn't bring it up in the way I expected her to. Right. Um, but she's got, like, staying face on about this performance. She deems it meh, I would right. say. She deems it good, but not great. Right. She's no Marley. Who is? Right. She doesn't love her mom enough. Um, <laughs> oh, God. There was that one move, though, where she's just, like, swiffering herself across the floor with yeah. her, like, and I'm like, yuck. Y'all, this is a high school floor. Do not be using your chest as a Swiffer. You're better than that. <laughs> oh, God, not Swiffering. Just wiggling all around. Oh. Uh, that cheerleading uniform is picking up some crap, you know. Hey, you know that it is a public school education. Perhaps the janitors, maybe there was some cuts, and uh, Kitty is doing some community service. We all have to do our part. We all have to do our part. So yeah, Mercedes is like, meh. Right. And um, that's why she's here to be the vocal coach. And Kitty's like, oh, because your LA dreams got crushed? And she was like, nope, because I'm here to film a music video, and Mike is here to choreograph, and um... Kurt's here. Why? Oh my god! My dad oh my god! Has cancer. Yeah, Tina being like, 
Why do you have to bring Mike back, like, bring people back, and, like, Glee hates girls. Why is Kurt here? Tells me a terrible fashion sense, and the deadpan of, like, my dad has cancer. cancer. And then Blaine's, thanks, Tina. Uh, Very thanks, Obama uh, of the era. And that was, like, obviously justice for Tina, but that role of, like, Tina being kind of a bitch and then being, like, just owned for it did work for me. Honestly, yes, because this is somewhat on brand for Tina this season. Very having foot and been mouth. Bitchy yeah. Tina, yeah. Uh, and then any, and it's like enough about Kitty. Marley's on lead vocals now, and we're like, wow, who could oh, have okay. seen that coming? Yeah, it's the Rachel of it all. It's the Rachel of it all. And again, we ask for what? So for what? Truly, Artie storms out. Um, <laughs> right, and. He's freaking out, or his mom is freaking out, rather, because uh, he he's going to be in the city alone. It's not a great city to be a wheelchair, um, to be in a wheelchair. Honestly, um, true. Valid, yeah, honestly yeah. valid, because, like, I think about my commute every day, and there's, like, there's not a whole lot of, like, elevators in no. subway stops. No, you have to be very selective to the ones you're able to go to. Right. So, get on that New York City. Um right. But Kitty follows him and is like, come on, this is your dream. Like, what gives? Yeah. Why are you so depressed? Why is you? And he's like, it's my mom. She's scared about New York City. And she's like, mm, okay. But you should really go to, you should really try it. I'm actually it's trying to dream. be nice here. Just think about it. Kitty's got, like, bullshit detector. That's her, uh. Yeah. That's her superpower, if we were yeah. going back to that episode. Right. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the femme fatale of it all, yeah. Yes. Uh, we go to the lima bean. Yes. Let's talk about gay marriage, I guess. I was going to say Glee the said gay, gay rights drug. today. Yeah. Glee was like, gay rights, literally. <laughs> gay marriage was legal- was legalized in New York City at uh, this time. So yeah. May 2013. And Blaine's like, isn't that great and wonderful? Right. Put a pin in that. Yeah. And Kurt's like, yeah, sure, I guess. But I'm too busy having OCD, which you can tell by because I'm arranging sugar packets on a table. Um, and Blaine's I- like... I'm concerned. <laughs> he doesn't say it. You can tell it with his eyes. Right. Um, and Mercedes is like, what's going on over there? Right. And they're like, like nothing. nothing. Shut up, mom. And she's like, fine. Let me drop some nonsense words to describe how I want my music video to you, Mike Chang. And they're speaking the same language. It's great. They are. I don't love that uh, her single is going to be Hell to the No. I thought we left that back in 2011. Guess not. Whoopsie doopsie boopsie. That's the single off the, and that's the album's title too. That's the album's title. What the shit? Uh, anyway, they're there to comfort Kurt because they all know how nervous he is. Um, and mm-hmm. whatever happens, we're here. Trust us. Yay, Glee. Yay, Glee. Enter Rachel at yep. Miata with, yeah. uh, remember the sassy gays? They're back. Yeah, you can tell they're sassy gays because one of them does the most depressing tongue pop I've ever seen. It was a depressing tongue pop, and this is coming from two cishet white folks. Yeah, who can't tongue pop, uh, as nope. far as I know. Nope, I um, cannot. No, me neither. But I know a bad one when I see it, and that was yes. it. And we learn here, circling back, that yes. it is Rachel Berry up against Sutton Foster up against Mamie Gummer, who is Meryl Streep's daughter. What a last name. Right? What a, a the full name. What a yeah. what a name. And here's the thing though. I could have 
absolutely bought the real world scenario where Leah Michelle is up against Sutton Foster and Mamie Gummer for Fanny Bryce. And they do clock like, can Meryl Streep's daughter sing? Unclear. Unclear. But I do like the, uh, let we, that we name drop bunheads. <laughs> Love that. They're like, she has the wrong nose and she's on bunheads, Reese Sutton Foster. Also valid and valid. Yes. And, there were, and then one of them was like, this would be during her hiatus, as if and they she's needed looking, to explain that away. And she's looking into prosthetics. Right? Like, what the fuck? First of all, also, Bunheads was a one-season show, so... That's true, Might not yeah. have been hard to work around that one. Right. It's no younger. Um, rip to Bunheads. Rip to Bunheads. Uh, could you imagine if we did a podcast on that? It's... I... Ian... It's, it's not, been done, I know. Well, no, it's so hard to find bunheads to watch on streaming. That I find hard to believe, because you would think a Paladino entity would be readily available. Bunheads. I feel like I've looked before, because um, after we finished Gilmore Girls many years ago, we were like, we should watch bunheads. Oh, it's free on the CW app. Yeah, that tracks. And maybe on Hulu. Who? Uh, so who knows? Maybe I now finally watch. It was hard to find years ago. I guess now in the world we live in, it's easier to find bunheads. Which good for sure. you, listeners, that you live in a world where you can access bunheads whenever you want, assuming you have the CW app. <laughs> Man, I remember, and this is totally tangential. Yeah, there was a live feature on the CW app for a while, but it was some sort of cam that looked in on a nursery of puppies. Hell yeah! Right? That's good. That's what more TV should be. I agree. But at the time, it was just like, at the, one, revolutionary, and two, also, it was just kind of like, I just want to watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Right, like, I actually This have is other not what I'm, I'm here for. for. Right. Hey, hey, did you know Riverdale takes place in the 1950s now? No, I didn't know, but based on the smattering of images I've seen just, you know, going about my life, not asking for this, that I've seen. Yeah, so. Did they time travel? Don't answer that. <laughs> yes, and only Jughead knows. Oh, fuck me running. Okay. Um... Where were we? <laughs> I, uh... Oh, sassy gays. Um... Yeah, sassy gays. Oh, and this is news, too. In a school where everybody is like, hey, I can't graduate. I'm too busy about to be on Broadway. Here is where we learned that you need in order to be on Broadway... permission? Yeah, you need, like, a sign-off. But which... also, they don't say, like... They don't specify, like... Because she's like... They're like, you better hope Cassandra doesn't, July doesn't find out because you need a teacher sign off to get it. And I'm like, okay, they said any, they just said a teacher, not like specifically the teacher who hates you needs to sign off on you being on Broadway. My note was, my note was, okay, go to Whoopi. She seems fine with it. Yeah. Or literally any of your other teachers. Yeah. We have clearly doing well in the audit. Yeah. So someone will be like, Rachel, yeah, of course, go for it. And here's the thing. July should be a non-entity at this point. Right. And we will get to the Cassandra July of it all, of course. Mm -hmm. But I have heard of specifically conservatory-style schools that do not, quote-unquote, allow you to audition for things. And then on the other hand, there are schools that require you to audition for things, like AMDA, if I remember correctly. Is it, like, something? Like, I feel like there's something about, like, you know how in the Skelly Club they're not allowed to perform for money to lose their amateur status it feels like it's something of like that vibe i mean sure but one what's stopping you true two like i don't know i guess i'm drawing real life comparisons here where uh, 
uh, I mean, I was a working actor throughout college. And, right. I mean, I also went to a BA program, a little liberal arts school that was just like, that's great. But someone like Skylar Aston, who was a working actor throughout his time at NYU, or pretty much any there are so many people that went to someplace like nyu where they were balancing working and studying mm -hmm. so that's just a thing that people do i guess yada you have to uh seek permission right maybe also at like at amda <laughs> right so... um and we put a pin in that oh no yes. because but they immediately turn around because the class is clearly just right behind them, where the sassy gays yeah, go and say, they snitch. can confirm. Yeah, they snitch. Yeah. She's a finalist for Fanny Bryce. Um, do and your thing. Cassandra is like, oh, I have thoughts and feelings, and you can tell yep. by the look on my face. And you know she's serious because she still has a cane. Yes. We cut back to practice with Mercedes and Kurt at the helm. And they were like, you know why you lost sectionals? Because of fear. You were afraid to be great. So Marley, you're the star here. Why don't you do a Mercedes jo Jones? Yeah. I don't know why I was questioning her last name for a second. <laughs> why don't you do a Mercedes Jones style run? And if you don't do well, maybe I'll hit you in the stomach with a maraca. And I'm like, why all of this? Why? The How does the maraca help learn breath control? Right, because no ma I feel like no matter how you slice it, if you're going to get hit in the stomach, it's going to affect your instrument mm -hmm. in that moment. Yeah, just ask Carrie Houdini. Right. And the star of Ragtime. Exactly. Man, I fucking Starring love Liam that Michelle. show. Starring Liam Michelle. It all comes back. It always comes back around. Oh, man. Do we get Audra McDonald on this show at all? I don't think so, but I cannot guarantee that. I mean, fine, better off or whatever, but... <laughs> floppy-headed bass player, give us some Stevie. And Marley, I want to hear those high notes and don't be stingy with the runs. So here's Superstition. Yeah, which we expected to hear. Right. Um, and this is where I have the note. And this might be more for, like, our millennial listeners, specifically Jenna Kate <laughs> and me more than anybody. But remember when every white kid with a high mix belt thought they were black for a few years? And Ian, I truly don't remember that. Please tell me more. So, like, that's that's a very blanket, not, Oz. I don't want to say not accurate way, but it's, so I will call it from around, we'll call it from around, like, the legally blonde era. Okay. Arguably up until today, where there is just the expectation that you sing high it's all belted. It's runs on runs on runs. Mm -hmm. It's very much lifted from a gospel style. Yeah. So not to put labels on things, but it very much feels like a black culture kind of thing. Yeah. But here we have a skinny white girl who has range, has talent, clearly has vocal agility, kind of doing the whole Being like pointing and yeah. like. Like Mariah Carey sassy finger wave yep. while trying to hit the notes and stuff. And that is just so much of what being like a white girl belter singer was in that time. In that era. Yeah. That's fair. And it's just, and at the time you're like, yeah, work. And looking back on it, you're like, oh, this oh. is, this is weird. This is so weird. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That why, I mean, no one's surprised 
Uh, but good, right. like, yeah, it, that tracks. Now that you've pointed it out, I'm like, mm, yeah. It's just trying so hard to be something that is not the case. And yeah. that's that's not any of these singers' faults. It's just no. what is being asked of us at that time. And it's yeah. just not, not the best look. No. For anyone. Right. Anyway, bad theater kid energy, but... A, a good number. Yeah, so it was a. It was yeah, all it was fun, fun and good. Yeah, we love. You know, Amber Riley's singing is always a treat. So. Yeah, who are we to? Who are we to uh, look a gift horse in the mouth or whatever? Mm-hmm. And so then we cut from there. I don't know if you have anything else to say on that nope. song. I really don't. Like, no. Um, none of the numbers really, really jumped out to me today. I enjoyed them all well enough, but none of them were like, "Let's hit the floor and praise it." You know. And unfortunately, that's really the case for this one, which is a yeah. bummer. Yeah. But we cut to the hallway where Mike and Mercedes are approaching Jake mm-hmm. and are telling him, your Glee Club secret weapon, because you're a triple threat, um, we want to back you up. What's you the, have to... What's the triple in, Glee, the like, world of Glee? That's a good Club? question, because I feel like it would be understand, understanded, understood, <laughs> that it would be singer, dancer, actor. Right. But... You don't need to act for show choir. Yeah. And he wasn't even in the play. He he was in Greece. He had a nothing part. But oh, he had a he... nothing part. So how do they know if he's good? He didn't do anything. Right. Or was he, he... called back for Danny? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, but he wasn't Danny. No. So, yeah, like, what's the third thing he needs to be good at? Singing? Yeah, dancing? S- and standing? throwing music stands. Yeah. Diff- okay, well, we went to different stands, but we got there. Yeah. And um, to their credit, though, they are... Uh, until, like, last episode, they have been underutilizing this dude. They really have, yeah. Um, And he's like, but I'm a sophomore. And they're like, who cares? Go for it. And then for some reason, Mercedes brings Jesus Christ into all this. And Jake's like, I'm Jewish. And she goes, so is Jesus. Mm. And again, I ask, pedicure. Oh, yeah. Um, They do bring out the, the L word, um, leader, of course. Oh, yes. They tell yes. him they have to step up and be a leader. It's funny, I didn't clock that because Finn wasn't here. Right. Well, you know. Well, right. Someone had to do it. Someone had to, yeah. Um, and oddly enough, it wasn't Ryder, which, again, makes sense. I mean, yeah, Jake's, an, like, 100% more interesting and talented, so. Absolutely. And his mom is Aisha Tyler, so yeah, that's another so point for Yeah, so a big point. That maybe that's the third thing in his triple threat. <laughs> is that he's Aisha Tyler's son? Yeah. Oh, man, so lucky. And... We cut from there to Bert, Carol, and Kurt in the waiting room. They get into an argument over ultimate, like, Kurt's the superstition piece yeah. of it, which Kurt was wearing all light blue because, as he was saying at the beginning, colors, light blue was yeah. happy colors, clear blue skies, hope, what have you. And Bert is wearing dark blue, which is close to black, which yeah. you know what that means. And the argument kind of escalates. Which again would have more payoff if right, this we, was built if a upon. plot that you could literally ha- remember had happened. Yeah, right. And uh, it's all fine and good because the tumor is gone, his levels are back to normal, and his prostate is that of a twenty-year-old. That's a fact I would love to not know about my dad's prostate. You know, right? And if I was in Kurt's shoes, I don't need to. I mean, I guess you know what? I take that back. I guess in this case, I would have been happy to hear that news. If you're like coming back from a cancer right. scare. Yeah, you do. You want to hear as much news about anyone's prostate as they're willing to give you. Exactly, and to that point, he is in remission. Hooray! We don't have to sit through another dead parent plot. 
Thank God. Thank God. It was such like a nothing. Like I. <laughs> like they did nothing with it. They told it. He, right. he announced that he had cancer and then he announced that it's gone. There was no like, not a lot of Kurt dealing with this except right. for right now. What's kind of a bummer is a whole C plot could have absolutely been, and I'm sure we've talked about this before, could have been Bert and Shu in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. working in cahoots. And yes. that could have been interesting. And probably could have saved us again, Adam's apples and Mr. Abs. Yeah, we didn't need a gigolo plot. So we didn't need a gigolo plot, but it's cool because uh, Bert wasn't ready to leave us yet. Yeah, we got so much to do, including seeing Kirk get married and uh, have babies because gay rights. Yes, gay rights. Uh, very sweet. Yes, it is. Yeah, like Michael Malley kills it as always. Anything with like, it's true that this plot was underbaked, but it's it's still Bert, and we still love. But he can sell, yeah. And we go right into that again, where Kurt sings a Stevie Wonder song for mm-hmm. Bert in the framing of "You sang this to me as a kid; it made me smile. Now it's my turn to sing, and your turn to smile." Really cute, really I cute loved, rendition. I loved the line after he said that, where Bert's sitting in the audience. He goes like, "I'm already there." I'm already smiling. Like, he's yeah. already smiling. And I was like, "I love that. We love. We stand this father-son relationship." Exactly. Um, and then they sing, "You are the sunshine of my life." And it was very sweet. We got uh, some gals backing up Kurt, yep. which is really cute. And even seeing Bert react mm-hmm. was great. Homie knows how to sell reaction shots. Michael Malley kills it every time. Excellent. This show is too good for him. And for some reason, this got me emotional. Aww. Like, what the hell? It happens to the best of us, man. Ugh. And it always happens with Kurt and Burt stuff. It always happens with Kurt and Burt stuff. Uh, I um, always get this song, a song that I literally listened to very recently, uh, like because I just watched this episode. And if you asked me to hum this song, I would still think of it as Sunshine of My Love, which is maybe, or like, like, what is it, the song I'm thinking of? You are my sunshine, no. my only sunshine. No, it's a different song. That's it. That's. Oh, it's a song by Cream. Sunshine of Your Love. Yeah, different mm. song. Okay. Entirely. And from there, we cut to Rachel practicing. Alone and Cassandra in the July. Studio, yes. Yeah. And uh, Cassandra July just coming in and immediately insulting her. Remember the David Schwimmer jokes while well, they're back. Yep. And you know how uh, a normal actor, less narcissistic actor, wouldn't be practicing in a lines. They would practice with another actor. Okay. Uh. Actors totally rehearse lines alone, right? Yeah. Like, that's something people do. It's not I, I weird. Mean, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I don't live alone, mm-hmm. but my roommate has been gone for a while, and I have had auditions. So I have, need to, I have needed to run lines somewhere, and- say what you will about like acting truthfully under imaginary circumstances or whatever i also need to look in a mirror and make sure that i'm getting the point across with my face at the same time that sounds totally normal for acting yeah i that makes you a narcissist thank thank you yeah so it's a a niata freshman who looked like a troll oh because she was like yeah barbara streisand told me that a freshman from niata who looks like a troll was going to be uh, doing a dance or doing a Fanny Bryce callback the day of her dance midterm. Okay, that's another thing where like suddenly the callback is on the same day as the midterm. A plot that also, like I don't know, if Rachel had been like 
earlier in this episode been like, Kurt, I got a call back for Fanny Bryce, but it's the same day as my dance midterm. What am I going to do? And on top of that, yeah. if there had been a two things. One, mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, Cassandra July goes, hey, when's your callback? Mm-hmm. 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 Two, if there had been a plot any time from the last time we see Cassandra July growing a little bit yeah. up to this point where they're getting over the rift it right. like or they're getting over like the bullshit that they started out in they're actually becoming more and more of like allies and appreciating mm-hmm. each other and then Rachel has to go to her and say hey I this is mm-hmm. the deal I don't know if I can make it to your midterm and that causes a rift right that would have paid off so much more right there's got to be something about like i had this opportunity but you know i am still a student in school like i I can't just blow off my dance midterm to go to a callback but also it's a once in a lifetime thing like and then if you really want to sell the whole students can't work professionally without a teacher sign off and she's Mm -hmm. coming to cassandra july at this point where the relationship has developed and trusts her to sign off right that could that could cause some tension that could cause some real drama i would even give you a slightly what they did in a just done better where they, she finds out the audition the same day and that's what she's like crap i can do the audition but it's niata's policy that if you're going to miss a midterm for an outside opportunity you need to get the teacher to sign off on that and there's no way cassandra july the teacher who hates me um will ever sign off on my dance midterm that and then we get the resolution that cassandra july is like uh i may be a harsh bully teacher but i would never stand in the way of a student reaching an opportunity like right it's basically the same plot just executed in a slightly more streamlined better way so yeah 100 uh the only thing i notated from this scene was that uh we didn't need to text uh jenna kate monosov because they told us right here who barbara streisand was married to james brolin that's right (laughs) i was like oh nice love that love that drop for us Right? That's a callback for us and only us mm-hmm. that Glee didn't know they even did. Um, Cassandra July is going to be there with Barbara and James to watch her choke because we know how you crack under pressure. True, she does. Um, yeah. And then she's like, you'll take your midterm tomorrow at 6 a.m. and you'll do this very complicated ballet that I'd never heard of, so it didn't yeah, mean like anything the most to me. Difficult, the most difficult Balanchine variation of all time for your Dance 101 midterm. It's like cartoon villain bad to like. That's cartoon that. villain behavior, yes. Yeah. And like, again, we're not tired of this. We're not tired of that bullying. Like, come on, guys. We then cut to Mike Chang introducing Jake. Um, I did think it was funny how he was like the up and coming star of the Glee Club, and Sam stands up, and Mike Chang was like, not you. Not you. And like, Sam doesn't seem to like get annoyed with this at all. He's just like, me? No? All right. Okay, I'll sit back down. I'm scored over the street, and I didn't have a lot to do this episode. <laughs> that was him earning his check right mm-hmm. there. And it goes into, uh, I wish, led by uh, led by Jake, yeah. with dancing with Mike. It is great. The only note I really had here was like, how is Unique not featured more in this episode? For real. That's this a is, really good point. Yeah. Like, there are so many opportunities here because Stevie Wonder, is, as we know, is an incredible vocalist. Mm-hmm. And Alex Newell is an incredible vocalist. And the math ain't that, mathing. Why? why the math no? ain't mathing. And that we had a whole seven minutes of Marley doing white girl riffing. 
we could have just used that time to have Unique yeah. sing anything. Especially because Mar- uh, Unique and Mercedes had, like, previous history. Where, yes. Like, Mercedes knows what Unique can do. Exactly. And, like, was one of her biggest supporters. So the fact that, like, she wasn't, like, maybe get a little more Unique on this track. The thing that almost beat them. Unique was the MVP of Nationals last year. Like, Unique Correct. was the only thing that maybe could have beaten the New Directions. And they're like, no, you sit over there. This girl loves her mom. <laughs> that, like, in the context of how they got you, like, that they have the most valuable player of all of Nationals for show choir last year. And they're like... And hat girl. You go on the sidelines. We want this one. We want, oh, yeah. another brunette white girl? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, anyway, this song is fine. Yeah, the song is fine. It's I enjoyed one. it. I I enjoyed all of these as they happened, and they all left yeah. my mind immediately afterwards. I couldn't tell you anything about this song. Right. This could have been so much more. Yes. It could have been a company number led by Jake. Yep. It could have had more backup dancers. I know we explained the Britney out of it or whatever, yeah. but... I know Heather enough... Morris wasn't available today, I guess. Fine, but we just had some ladies backing up, I, I, whoever it was, yeah. Kurt. Um, like there, there could have been some like soft choreography, yeah, in the background while Jacob is really showing off, or even again Darren Chris at the piano, right? Or something with unique. Uh, there could have been more, more here, or yeah. even like Mercedes, like as part of this I, like or like if it's supposed to be like here's jake he's gonna step up as a leader it would be him being like okay here's the number we're gonna do here's like i'm gonna do some dancing let's get unique come out like right or like this is how we can succeed the, the right. best like using everything we've really got cool. not just him doing a little song and dance yeah and uh it's great and yep. they are great dancers and mercedes uh just got off the phone with her producer who is uh, wants not to, happy. He's a little sleazeball. Yeah, because uh, he wants her to show more skin in these uh, album, album cover, cover photos. Yeah. So now, as a result, because Mercedes stood up for herself, the CD is off the release schedule. They're threatening to use uh, another gal's face. Yes, she either has to show more skin or he'll just replace her all like full stop and put another... Right. Uh, which is historically a, a problem that has happened a lot. So Right. Which is a real thing. Yep. So credit there. And this is where it gets interesting because yeah. this is kind of where I th- like this is kind of where I thought like okay, this is kind of what we expect Glee to be. Yeah. Where it's the stakes aren't too high. They're not doing anything that they shouldn't be doing, but it is a believable plot in a high school drama setting of it's crazy that I'm going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Like, no one's going to, like, who's going to want all of me if I don't look like Beyonce? They're just going to want my voice. Yeah. Um, and it also, like, makes total sense to me that a new person who's very talented on the scene of L.A. would kind of end up with this sort of sleazy, like, producer who's, like... Absolutely. ...not willing to believe in his client unless she looks conventionally of the body type he ex- expects. Yeah. Right. This and also then... would have been a much more interesting plot than a lot of the other ones we... Uh, Oh, absolutely. 100%. And then even with the resolution of this plot where Mm -hmm. she essentially gets her 
uh, for lack of a better term, her masters. Yeah. Um, but goes the independent artist route. Like that, I believe that. I believe that as a Glee plot. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, this was a good plot that also deserved a little more time. I think. Agreed. Anyway, Artie is home, and Katie Seagal is his mom. Katie Seagal is his mom, and Kitty is in his house. Right. Um. Which again, circling it back again, Katie Seagal is also Haley Steinfeld's mom in Pitch Perfect too. So. Oh my God, they're related. Yeah, clearly that's uh that's the only explanation that's here. The only- Katie Seagal cannot escape show choir children. Right. Uh, it turns out Katie told his mom the good news yes. that Artie got into Brooklyn Film Academy, yeah. and she's all for it. And she's like, why would you hide this from me? Like, why would you tell people I'm I'm too afraid to let you go? And right. Artie's like, it's because I'm afraid to go. It's yeah. because I've been so sheltered, and, and you did all this for me. I don't want to leave you because you've spent so much time, like, caring about me that... You yeah. like, yeah, you know, you take care of me. What am I supposed to do without you there? And then, yeah, she's like, No, you'll be fine. You understand how to take care of yourself. You helped me right. learn how to take care of yourself. Like, you sh- need like, to go and do this, right? This was a really sweet scene. It was like, that could have also used more time leading right, up to this yeah. or whatever. But, but like, but, it's nice. A quick shot, like, already has parents. Surprise, yeah, that was uh, a at fun least one parent, trait. yeah, and. Uh, she supports him and loves him and uh, also does not want to be implied that she is an old hag. Was that ever brought up? I think it was like what, like in the idea of like, what are you going to do? Like when you're sad, empty house, once your son's oh, gone. Oh, okay. sure. Okay. Yeah, totally. Sure. Fine. We cut back to Niata. Yeah. Rachel and Cassandra July again. Uh, Rachel's like, you've been wrong about me all year and you're going to be wrong about me again. And... Cassandra is like, here's the best of the best. We will crush you, but also we're, we're family. family. Yeah. And we're going to get through this together. And we're going to celebrate you when there's big news. And this is big news. And then suddenly everyone has made signs that say, like, yay, Rachel. One of them right. just has a picture of a leg wearing a fishnet stocking on it for right. some reason. Yo, imagine the props department had to make that. Right? They're like, I don't know. Stockings leg. Is that about fan <laughs> is that Fanny Bryce? Does she wear it? I don't know. Does she stick her leg out in that way? Just imagine like the leg. prop department is all like forty five year old Teamster dudes like it is in New York and they're like, I don't know. Put a leg Stick on it, it on a sign. That sounds like New York uh, theater institution. They all wear fishnets. Uh, they all and wear so fishnets. They sing a song to celebrate Rachel's big broadway callback because that's apparently something they do at niata uh it's a terrible midterm she's a terrible midterm she does no dancing um yeah what is she being graded on uh they sing uh what's it called oh uptight Uptight. everything parenthetical everything's all right (laughs) gotta love her parentheticals we do um um you know this is great out of context yeah okay yeah i would buy that if you were to just show me this number, I would be like, cool, that's a really fun Glee number. Yeah. But then I watch this whole episode, and I'm like... I don't love the, like, I am so mean to you, but we still celebrate you. Something about the, like... You know what it is specifically for me? It's her using the phrase, like, but we're like a family. And I'm like, if your definition of being like a family means it's okay that I'm so, so mean to you because deep down we care about each other... That's not how a family should be and is a bad excuse to you to allow you to treat someone poorly because you can fall back on the like, well, we're doing it out of love. Right. 
especially if it's like, oh, well, all your brothers and sisters are going to run up to you in the hallway mm -hmm. and tell and in, try to intimidate the shit out of you yeah. because they're sassy gays, but they're your brothers. And we like they were just doing it to get Intel to confirm that you were getting this callback so we could throw you this dance party. Family. Yeah. Mm, don't love that. Uh, but at the same time, though, mm -hmm. the number is, yeah, the number is fine. The number is good. At the same time, though, truly a mark of theater academic institutions of yeah. the whole, like, break you down to build you up because we care about you and, like, we're pushing you. Right. Like, Which, like, maybe we need to reexamine. Right. And that's why theater TikTok is actually a good thing sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, this song, again, this is where I had that note about how this number would have paid off more if we had more Cassandra July and yep. Rachel Plot building up to one of our aforementioned points. Right. And it like totally could have been the resolution this way and made more sense. Also, this was a waste of Melanie Moore, who no one knows unless you're really into like specific Broadway and so you think you can dance things. But she's here, I assume, and doing some dancing. Right. She's the like short-haired female dancer. Good for her that, like, for getting some work. Yeah, and, like, she's had, like, a really great Broadway career ever since, and she's very talented, but here she is just kind of, like, bopping along. Yeah, and it's she's like, just a, a, a dancing extra who didn't get yeah. to dance enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's that. Yep, that's yeah. that. Cassandra July gives Rachel a knowing look as she leaves as soon as the number is uh, finished. Right. Y yay, Rachel. Yay, Rachel. And we cut back to... Mercedes's lesson. It's about this crazy ass business. You got to be ready. Yeah. This is where we get that resolution of her plot that she had a choice to make, um, and she made the decision that she's still gonna do a record even without a record deal. But y'all can get a copy, and I'll be selling it independently at my church on Amazon. Uh, cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Fine. And of course, this is Will's. Like, sounds like you took the higher ground yeah and then she sings that song and then she sings that song and my first note on it was hey remember when the red heart chili the red heart <laughs> hey remember when the red hot chili peppers covered this i do not remember that even a little bit so it's wow so i've good. learned something today i mean that's the first version i heard of it like it's so good huh i would believe it yeah the band is doing a lot in this number too yes and it's another song where, like, we could have used Unique. Yes, I know. Why didn't they do that? Right. Now, like, I didn't really notice it because, like, frankly, they rarely, like, use Unique at all. So it's easy to not notice when she's not featured. But now that you've brought it up that she's really, her voice is really missing from this episode, I'm mad. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. That's just how good a friend I am. And... <laughs> And this was also where, at the end, uh, Mercedes and Mike have this, like, big friendship hug. Yes. And that's where, I, that's where I was like, hey, I'm missing a Mercedes and Mike friendship We deserve more here. of that, yes. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to Bert and... Blaine? Blaine. Yes. I don't know what, because for some reason, I was going to say Bert and Randy, and there's no Randy here. There's no Randy um, here. And so, yeah, Bert has been summoned by Blaine, um... And was like, hey, you're not going to sing for me, are you? And he's like, nah, I just want to give you this rainbow pin. Maybe you could wear it to work? Yes. And Bert's like, totally, I because was, gay rights. At first I was like, at the mechanic shop? Okay, I, know, I guess. Right? And then I was like, oh, no, senator thing, whatever. It right, makes, that's yeah. a lot more sense for him to wear this fun little rainbow pin. I thought that 
Well, okay, since I knew where this was going, I was like, is Blaine, like, busting out, like, here's a ring I bought? Um, I thought that's where I was going, too, And yeah. then it kind of did go there, because Blaine's like, I'm so glad you support gay rights, which, like, yeah, duh. Um, uh, I want to marry your son, uh, who I am not currently dating. And, and Bert's like- Understandably, Bert's like, no, slow your roll. Like, calm down, bud. Right. You're six, and you're not, like- it's don't did you learn nothing from rachel and finn like we've already tried this plot um it didn't work out well it's like blaine blaine seems to be having the thought like can get gay married now so must get gay married now which is not how that works um although i guess i can say having never had my uh right to be married to my partner of choice be not there or the potential be taken away i could see that there's maybe a little more like strike while the iron is hot kind of feeling so that's right i don't know if that's giving glee too much credit but i could see maybe why that is the mindset there's understandable justification and stakes there yes and this is where bert is like hey it's different than just living with someone or being with someone like that's why divorce is so fucking terrible because Mm -hmm. it's different um and if you uh, do you love him yeah mm-hmm. do you think you're meant to be uh yeah, yeah. then stop worrying it's right. gonna be okay right whenever when two people love each other everything works out okay Hooray. yeah um and then we cut back to mercedes singing high again mm-hmm. what are we gonna do at regionals um and it turns out it's a lot of things but above all it's passion and then we get Artie, who is suddenly confident again Speaking in a black scent, which was yeah uncomfortable, but um very on he's brand got a, for Artie, unfortunately. True, in this show. yeah, but he's got a jam for all y'all. Okay, right. Uh this number was fine too. I liked this one. Oh well, we ha- put a pin in that because we have to wrap up the uh, oh right Cassie and Rachel plot real quick because I forgot about Rachel the cane. got yeah rachel got cassandra july the cane from fame that debbie allen used as a thank you gift because you made me a better dancer and uh thanks for bullying me right and uh cassandra's like you know i saw something in you from day one i knew you were special yeah and that's why i uh that's why I pushed you. That's why I bullied you. I bullied because... you so hard because I believe you have potential and you're you're one of the few who can really make it. So I needed to really just be so fucking mean to you. I do appreciate, though, that she was like, what about the Brody thing? And Kate Hudson's like, oh, that was just because of his abs. Right. He's like, oh, that's just he's hot. Yeah. And then it was cute when uh, Rachel was like, but your abs are better. Mm. Like, that's that's sweet. Gachel. Um <laughs> Gachel. Um, <laughs> low hanging fruit, but I'm gonna take it. No, you're correct. You're correct. And yeah, whatever. She's nervous. Uh, you're gonna be great. You're gonna be terrific, sweetie. I know you'll get it. I think that might be Fine. a wrap on Kate Hudson, to be honest, if I'm remembering correctly. So. Fine. You know what? Keep running up your checks, girl. Yeah. Uh, I finally watched Glass Onion. By the way, you're absolutely right. She's incredible in that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Anyway, they sing another Stevie Wonder song. <laughs> yeah, they finish off with another Stevie Wonder song um, for once in my life. Yeah. Which, big show choir energy, but it was yes. good. Uh, I like the vibes. I like the sort of, like, retro, uh, vintage-y, like, 70s vibes that they're going for of that number. It's, yeah. Of course, our 
eternal question, diegetic, non-diegetic, where do they get all these, where do they get this set, where do they get these costumes, Right. for what, because they're not going to sing it at regionals. Um, of course. But, you know, it was good. I like an Artie-led number. I feel like we don't, we've been not getting yeah. as much of those. Yeah, this was, yeah, this was good use of him, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, good energy. It was, I, I enjoyed it. Also, like, I have a thing with this song because it was so heavily featured in Begin Again. Yeah, yeah. It's such a bop. It's a good time. It is a bop. And yeah, so a fun way to end the number. Yeah, and it ends with Kitty, like, sitting in his lap, yeah. which is sweet. You know, it's your typical let's sell it on iTunes final number that doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the episode, but not a bad one. Vibes. Yeah. And that's the episode. That's that the is episode. that. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- shall we discuss uh, the music that they played? Yeah, let's do that. Unsurprisingly, it's all Stevie Wonder. Um, yeah. So you uh, have to choose to listen to one of these songs, pay real money for it, and you got to think about it because it's one that you're saying that you would rather listen to the Glee version than the Stevie Wonder version. Oh, God. I Ish. feel like no matter... I feel like no matter what I choose, it's going to be offensive just based on that principle. Okay, we could say it could be like at least as good as the the closest one to being as good to Stevie Wonder. Fine. Here's your choices. Sign, seal, delivered, I'm yours. Superstition. You are the sunshine of my life. I wish. Uptight, parenthetical, everything's all right. Higher ground or for once in my life. I think I might do sign, seal, delivered, actually. Interesting. Yeah. Good for Kitty. I mean, it was a good right. number. It was, and I feel like it's fun to, like, that kind of, like, feminine take on a Stevie Wonder yes. song. Like, that. that's interesting to right. me. Right, that's not just, like, uh, some guy. Right. Um, what about you? Well, in that vein of it being some guy, I think I am going to go for once in my life. <laughs> I mean, uh, correct answer, though. That is a correct answer. It was a good number. Answer. I enjoyed it. It's the one that I, I can Kevin remember Kevin McHale sounds most. great. So, yeah. that is why I got to give it to him. Absolutely. Totally valid. All right. I support you. And uh, I guess we'll plug the show now. Yeah, let's talk about this show that we do yeah, here. Yeah, we've been doing, it's funny because we've been doing this for like four seasons almost completely and it's always just like, oh yeah, I guess we'll like just plug the show. At this point, I have no plans to trans- to create a better transition, so. Nope, we've committed. We're already more than halfway done. Yeah, so the show is actually aggressive. Yep. <laughs> the show is actually aggressive. Uh, hashtag glee aggressive. Uh, glee aggressive at gmail.com for your long form thoughts and feelings. Um, mm-hmm. Karina, what should they write in about this week? Uh, write in and tell me about other toxic uses of uh, the phrase we are family and why Oof. it is. Uh, yeah. What, what problems has that caused you in your workplace? Probably. Mm. Um, yes, I can confirm personally. It's never a good sign if you're working somewhere and they really describe themselves as being, we're like a family. No, they're your job. You already have a family. They're your job. They're your colleagues. They're your teammates at best. They are not your family. They might be your friends, some of them, but be wary. Um, Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, uh, ianjbrodsky.com. And what about you, Karina? You can find me on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, and that is Epic Adventure of. Uh, yeah, thank you, folks, for joining us for this episode. You can join us next week as we finish season four. The Holy season heck. finale, y'all. Season finale, and it's happening at regionals. Ooh. What? What? Uh, will we ever find out who that catfish was? Remember that plot? Oh, right. <laughs> I do now. Thank you. So yes, folks. <laughs> You can join us next week while we discuss the season finale of season four titled 
All or nothing. Ian. Karina. What does that make you think? Because I want it all. How does that make you feel? Or nothing at all. They do not sing that song. Boo. Well, Ian, I will say then this. I have to ask. Since we are coming up to the end. Did this episode of Glee make you want to watch the season finale of Glee? Season four. Eh, It's not a no and it's not a yes yet again. If it hadn't been the season finale next, would you really care? Or is it just not, knowing I, it, that it's coming to a head? I, a little bit of both, probably. Yeah, that's fair. Because, again, this yeah. was, this episode was not nearly as bad at, uh, as other ones from this season that were hard nose. Like, it's just, yeah. this was a filler McFiller episode to bring it all the way back around. Yep. It really was. And, you know, that's how it goes. Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Aggressive! Glee! Glee! Aggressive! Glee, glee, aggressive.